The following programming has been made possible in part by the generous support of BITS, Blind Information Technology Specialists. An affiliate of the American Council of the Blind, BITS provides career development for computer professionals. For over 50 years, BITS has been on the forefront of industry, promoting and advocating on information access and technology that improves the quality of life for people who are blind and visually impaired. Learn more about BITS programs and how to become a member by visiting their website at www.bits-acb.org. Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Hello and welcome to Tuesday Topics. I'm your host, Paul Edwards, and I have three guests so far and may have some others turn up later on, but we're going to be talking about an issue that has elicited a good deal of comment over the last couple of months, and we're going to try to put it all into context as the evening wears on. What we're going to be talking about is email, and in particular, two kinds of email transition. First, uh, the transition to uh, a new form of email, or that that is a, a new system of email, and Jason Castingway, who was one of the people who was primarily responsible for that transition, is here to talk to us about that. But the other thing that we're going to talk about is the changes in our lists which have occurred. And those changes began with the Board of Publications and with the, uh, in effect, Public Communications Steering Committee. The chair of that steering committee, Katie Frederick, is with us as is the chair of the Board of Publications, Deb Cook-Lewis. So I'd like to welcome all three of those folks, uh, as well as Rick Morin, who now has responsibility um, for handling the email lists and all the vagaries and problems that are associated with uh, things that may go bump in the night with regard to those lists. So uh, I'm overjoyed to have everyone with us, and I guess where we should probably start um, is at the beginning. And that probably means starting with uh, Deb Cook-Lewis, because we, and I'm also a member, so I may throw in a few comments here, on the Board of Publications have been looking at the email question probably for the last six months. Um, And Deb, maybe it would be good if you would start um, by talking about why the Board of Publications got interested in what we decided to do. Okay, sure. Well, thanks for having us, Paul. It's great to uh, be here on uh, Tuesday Topics again. And um, <laughs> and and as you asked that question about why, it's like, I'm not sure I know anymore. It's been so convoluted and challenging. But um, I think there are some good reasons for that. Um, ACB has um, always had a, a lot of different uh, communication vehicles and structures that it uses to communicate with its members and friends. And, and I'm going to use those two terms pretty interchangeably for all this because we welcome members and non-members alike to um, the things that we offer, which I think is great. And so um, 
In in uh, we we've started a lot of uh, great work. Uh, Katie and others have started a lot of great work with um, Facebook and some group things there. And there's the community group in Facebook, and and there's uh, other things that we've done to kind of promote communication. But we have a lot of members who really do prefer. Um, email for communication either because of the technology they do or don't have or the skills they do or don't have or just flat their preferences um so you know we respect that and we try to honor that so as we looked at our email list structure um we saw that we had our acbl list which had pretty much kind of died it wasn't really getting a lot of traffic um a lot of what it was receiving were announcements from lists that were very worthwhile but not acb's lists and they were just forwarding from other lists which means that people could subscribe to those lists and get them and and i would certainly encourage them to do so because they were a lot of great stuff but we had that and then we had a lot of stuff on our leadership list that really wasn't necessarily directed at leaders it was uh, stuff for uh, members so it was announcements of affiliate events that uh, that the public might be invited to Um, it was announcements of resources it was other kinds of discussion Um, there were a lot of people's kind of personal tech questions going on and i'm like wow you know this doesn't feel right to me and we all were kind of saying this doesn't feel right to us because we'd really like to have um, more of our members have this interaction and benefit and you know some of our leaders are wonderful about forwarding relevant uh, information to members in their affiliates and they and some of them do a really good job of uh, making that into newsletters or doing doing things to make sure their members get it and in the in the name of helping their members get less email but the problem with that is that then leaders are picking and choosing what they share um, and members don't get an opportunity to just figure that out uh, for themselves and and react to it so um, I've certainly seen over time in the in the affiliates that I've been part of, um, you know, th- things forwarded that I probably wouldn't I probably wouldn't forward, and things not forwarded that that I probably would. And I'm not the I'm not the guru on that. My point is that if I were making those decisions, I would also make various decisions on behalf of other people. That um, it didn't seem always really fair. So we decided to. Um, rename and refocus the ACB conversation list or the ACBL list to be the conversation list. And we tried really hard to um, encourage people to... to be on that list and actually have topics. So we have asked people uh, not to post um, repeated things and not to post things from other lists and that sort of thing. And we're um, gradually touching base back with people who do uh, so that we can reduce that traffic so that we can make it more possible to have the conversation traffic and, and also the relevant announcements. And I'm really pleased with that. That has worked well. Yeah, Paul. In the interest of completeness, yeah. we should probably also say that another thing that went away was the ACB chat list. Oh, which, yes. 
actually, yes, that went away yeah, prior to the ACBL list change. So um, we did review sort of the activities of ACB chat, and we decided that it, it was, although people certainly could have those conversations, and I wouldn't discourage them from having them, they don't really fit with ACB's core values. They don't really fit um, necessarily um, w- even within our code of conduct in terms of how people sometimes treat each other. And it really wasn't um, able to be a very moderated list um, after the passing of Bob Hache. So, um, so we did actually eliminate that list. And then we... And, and again, so that everybody knows, Bob Hache was in charge of moderating the ACBL Yes, that's and correct. the ACB chat list. Yes, um, but someone else was responsible for moderating insofar as it was the ACB leadership list. So there was a there was a disconnect. There wasn't a generalized and probably appropriate overarching moderation policy right. that operated for all of our email lists. Right, and we're still working on some of that. Yep. So we basically did um, set up that the, the uh, conversation list. And um, some people said they didn't realize that they were being going to be uh, transitioned to it. And we want to apologize for any lack of knowing that. It was uh, sent out to the impacted lists, which would be ACBL and ACB leadership. But it was also announced in lots of um, um, opportunities in, in advance. It's been talked about at the last two mid-year meetings and um, been talked about for quite a while. So we apologize that this may have snuck up on some people, and we will do better. But um, uh, but basically, um, that caused us some frustration. But the list is now underway, and it is um, not still quite doing what we want it to do. It's still not quite working the way we'd like for it to in terms of conversation. But it is off to a start, and we it, and it is not very high traffic and we do encourage um people to try it so one of the other i'll I'll wrap up in just a second but i want to make one more comment if i could um people have asked us is the leadership list going away and the answer is no it it is not um what we want the leadership list to do is to actually be conversation for leaders and we want um that to happen and we and we hope that announcements that are actually relevant to leaders would would be posted we hope that anything relevant to leadership would would be shared there but we would really encourage people to use conversation as a way of a getting to know our our particularly our newer members and friends who have who have are have become part of that because there's quite a large number of people on that list that I don't know and that doesn't mean I know everyone but I know lots of people and and I look through that list and there's a lot of people I don't know so there's a lot of people to get to know um and I think that's important and it's also a great place to um to share resources and to share them directly with those members who choose to subscribe so we recognize that Every member won't choose to. Um, we recommend. We recognize also that the um, that some people will prefer the Facebook avenue, and we are going to work hard to try to share some information across those two, so you're not missing out if you uh, do Facebook and not email, or you do email and not Facebook, because we recognize that most people don't necessarily want to do both. So. Um, 
Yeah. Cool. Miss Katie, um, first, are, are there, are there some components as, as head of the, the steering committee on public communications or, and, and you can tell me what the correct title is because I'm sure I'm butchering it. But as the chair of that group, uh, are there some things that you'd like to add and, and perhaps talk a little bit about the role of, of your steering committee in terms of what we're doing? Sure. So thank you again, Paul, for having me on Tuesday Topics. It's always great to be here. And I am part of the Public Awareness Steering Committee. So you, you had a cl- pretty close, Paul. Yeah. Um, I, know it's, I know it's a mouthful. Um, but we, you know, we really kind of helped worked very closely with the BOP. In fact, many of the BOP members are on the steering committee. And just, you know, so people know we, we meet every couple of weeks as a group and we, you know, set goals for the quarter that we want to work on and throughout the year. And so last year in 2020, Pre-pandemic, we all gathered in Washington, D.C., or many of us did, and we had some focus groups, and out of those focus groups came some of these initiatives, such as the the email restructuring and the taking a really structured look at the way that ACB is using the communication channels that we have, because again, we have so many but are we using them effectively and are we reaching the right audiences? So in partnership with, with the, the BOP, the board of publications, we, we looked at this and came up with, you know, we spent several meetings going through, you know, drafting um, guidelines and rules uh, for, for the new conversation list and, you know, really making sure that we had things in place as much as we could before um, before we launched. So we kind of worked in tandem and behind the scenes, so to speak, to to get the conversation list up and going and and work with our other email lists. And and you know, again, as as Deb said, I think you know, I just you know really want to highlight that. You know, we want to meet people where they are. So, you know, if email is your preferred way to communicate and you don't want to be a part of the Facebook community or you've chosen to say goodbye to Facebook, you know, we have an email list for you. And, you know, it, it is a great way to meet new people and just explore new interests and, and communicate in a in a format that may be most comfortable for you. So that is... That's a little bit of the uh, the background, and I'm well, not sure if that answered your it question. Does. It, it does. It does. It did. So at the same time as we were making a, a, a decision about these various lists and what changes we were going to make to these various lists, another process was going on as well. We were changing from one email operating program to another. And the person who led us on that journey is, was Jason Castingway. So Jason, maybe you could begin by telling us what some of the, some of the concerns we had about the former system, and then talk a little bit about some of the strengths of the system that we've converted to. 
Sure. Uh, thanks, first of all, for having me on Tuesday Topics. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, so the, one of the first things that comes to mind is something that I'm sure many of you remember, where there were subscribers to the list not receiving messages from the list. <laughs> it was it happening was, a lot. Yep. Yes, it was. And it, it seemed to escalate just the more time that passed, the more people were coming on saying, hey, I'm not receiving email and I don't know why. And we put them on and it might work for a day or two and then boom, they'd be off the list again. So that was happening and we needed to make a change. And we discovered that our infrastructure for handling all of the mail messages was just not suitable anymore in in the current state of the internet where mail uh, service providers, uh, rather internet service providers, are looking at mail coming in and saying, if this is coming from something we don't feel is uh, has the prestige or the, the reputation that we think they need as a legitimate mail service, we're going to block those messages. And because the ACB server was running the um, list platform and all of the messages were coming through this one IP address, and there are probably a number of other factors too, but I think that was one of the big ones. It said, you know, a lot of internet service providers said, no, we don't really know who ACB lists.org and acbradio.org we they're all coming from the same ip and man we don't really know this reputation is so great so we're just going to block them and that was just not going to work for us we use our lists obviously and um we needed to make a change and so i was approached uh by eric bridges to investigate um ways that we could improve this and um I forget if, you know, if I forget how groups.io came up, but I know, I knew that was one of the major providers that did all sorts of lists and had no problems. They have the reputation that they need in order for all of the messages to go through. None of the ISPs like Comcast or AT&T are going to block them because it is a well established provider. So I started looking into it and it was one of those things where you read and read. And you're like, yeah, okay, great. I know how this works. But when you actually put things into motion, you discover all the little idiosyncrasies and special um, circumstances that make it work the way it does or make it break the way it does. <laughs> and uh, so we were migrating all of the lists over um, the, the message, the archives, as well as the members of the lists. And it was in, I believe it was, I want to say mid-December, or was it actually in January when we, quote-unquote, flipped the switch and turned everything over onto the groups.io? January um, 15. Oh, see, Rick's got it. <laughs> That's great. So, is, is everybody is in the system as, you know, uh, join date January 15. So. Ah, okay. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so we we made this switch and everything was working mostly well. I was actually very pleased to see how smoothly, you know, relatively speaking, um, everything was working. There were just a lot of questions initially because 
the internet sometimes takes a little while to respond to changes like this. And so a lot of people were seeing messages from the list suddenly, but instead of being in their inbox, it would wind up in spam. And uh, in particular, I remember Gmail was, was doing that, at least for me. And then, you know, things started to sort themselves out. There were questions that came along and we just did our best to handle um, any questions as they came up. And I think we've all learned a lot from it. And we've, uh, we've started, um, I think it was maybe a month ago, um, working on the training so that other moderators could uh, learn how to handle groups.io and the platform and the particular lists that they moderate. Uh, one of the things we were very pleased with is that we could preserve our acblists.org domain. So all of our lists still belong to that domain. And, uh, and in fact, a lot of the lists that that um, that were elsewhere, like some of the ACB radio lists, have migrated to acblists.org as well. Isn't that right, Rick? Yes, that that, that is correct. Yep. So that so that um, I, in fact, are, are we operating anything that doesn't end with acblists.org now through IO? No, everything groups.io is acblists.org. Mm-hmm. Everything. Yep. Um, and and so that's something that folks who are listening might want to pay attention to. You you now know what the last part of virtually all of your lists is going to be, and what precedes that is going to be the name of the particular list that you're a part of. Um, and I think there's also been a little bit more standardization as well. We used to have situations where um, some of the names had periods in the middle, some had nothing. Um, but for, for most of our lists now that the syntax is, uh, well, let's take the, the, the most widely used one now, ACB hyphen conversation at acblist.org. And, and that, that hyphen has, has become the separator insofar as it's used now for the most part. Yes, Mr. Rick? Yes, absolutely, Paul. You got it. Good. All right. Yep. So, what are some of the advantages aside from the fact that messages aren't aren't being refused by groups.io? What are some of the other advantages that uh, Jason and Rick, you guys have found with the new system? There are a lot of interesting additional features that typical lists may not have, such as um, a calendar so that if there's a particular list that is planning events, they can all be in a an associated calendar that people can view or subscribe to even um, with their uh, calendar app of choice. Um, there's also a files area where files relevant to the conversation can be placed for easy access. Um, there's uh, And I meant to mention there's Zoom integration in the calendar as well. So if you have a Zoom event um you can integrate with zoom um i believe there's even a photos area there's a database there's a wiki system so that if you want to organize information for people for users to access you can organize it there and there are probably a few other things that i'm forgetting and and maybe rick you're thinking of things i'm not so rick rick are there other things you'd like to add because i want to make a comment after yeah, well, one of the cool things you can do in groups.io, I mean, everybody uh, 
who has subscribed to any list uh, in ACB or anything at Groups.io for that matter has a, a Groups.io account. And you can, you actually have a profile that you can manage uh, things like under uh, whether or not you want to receive email or whether or not you want to get a digest. I mean, you could even turn email off for a period of time. Through your account, you can also uh, see your list traffic in a, in a very organized way, in a conversational way per list. Um, so, so that's pretty cool. Um, you know, it, it, it gives a lot more control to the individual subscriber to be able to manage their own preferences. I mean, in the old days, um, you know, the, the list administrator would set you up. And if you wanted something a little bit different, you'd have to go back to the list administrator. Now you can do a lot of this stuff yourself. So, so, yep. you know, you know, th- that's very, very powerful. So, so I, I think, I think there were two intentions that, that were sort of a part of our transition. One was to empower administrators. So at the moment, we're, we're in the midst of doing training for um, grouped IO administrators. Um, do, we ha- do we have any schedules or do we know when any of those things are happening? Well, we we do a community call every two weeks, and we got one coming up this Thursday night at 7. Jason, <laughs> to remind you, okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I was forgetting about it too. Um, we've, we've been doing, um, you know, we, we've been doing some hands-on training that we're doing. Uh, we've done a, a couple on a as-needed basis, um, and we're going to probably get a formal schedule going for those. Yeah, but you know, along the lines of of moderators, um, one of the things that's going to be different is that every it, when we ultimately reach you know the uh, the level that we want this to be, every person or every owner of a list, every entity that has a list will moderate its own list. Um, uh, you know, we can we can have as many moderators as we want to, and and there's something called owners, and we can have multiple of those. But but we're going to decentralize the administration of of the list. So, you know, people once a list is is established, um, uh, the list participants will be able to through their moderator uh, control much of uh, of what you know is involved with managing the list. So there's the the expectation then that that every affiliate who has a list that's operated through ACB and that's both state and special interest affiliates will in fact um, have an owner and a moderator um, from from their group and and you guys will have information so that you can communicate directly with those folks. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's um, not to get too technical about how the system is structured but um everybody who it's you know from a a standpoint of how the database is set up for groups.io everybody uh who who has subscribed to any list in acb is up in the parent area um and and what that means is there you have uh you know a master record that that sits out on the database so people new people that are coming in for the very very first time if if they're not subscribing themselves by virtue of 
uh, submitting a subscription request themselves. Um, and if a moderator needs to intervene, there may be times where uh, moderators at the affiliate level will need to come to to me uh, as I'm managing the the main list or the parent list to add people for the very first time. That that's the the one thing that gets a little bit tricky, but. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's really no reason why individual people, when they, when they subscribe to the list that they can't do it for themselves. And so more and more we're trying to, we're trying to encourage that. So Um, just, just to help people to understand that the syntax is the same for any of the lists. So why don't you go through the process that an individual would need to use to subscribe to, well, let's say the, the, um, the library talk list. You want to take it, Jason, or you want me to? Oh, okay, sure. Uh, so, like you, like you said, every list has a syntax, and so library talk, and I believe that's library hyphen talk. It at is a- at acblists.org. So, right. if you would like to subscribe, you would send a blank message to library dash talk plus subscribe. And that is the plus sign at acblists.org. You would then receive an email asking you to confirm your subscription by simply replying and sending uh, to that email. And then once you do that, you will be either put in moderation so that uh, the moderator will see and and ask and, and confirm your subscription, or um, some lists are set up so that once you confirm, you are indeed uh, immediately a member and can start sending and receiving. Okay, and and let's just for for a moment define what the word moderated means, um, Rick and and or a, any of you guys who want to jump in. What is a moderated list? I would say a moderated list is a list in which members are. Put in a sort of holding pattern until the moderator of the list says, "Oh, you know, sure, th- these members are okay to be on the list, and they are approved to be able to post and receive messages from the list." And let me go ahead and give an example of a moderated list. It happens to be from the same group, um, but Library Users has two lists. Um, one is called Lua-Members, and the other list is called Library Talk. Library Talk is, is an open list, and it's open to anyone. Lua-Members, as it suggests, is only open to members, and that's because there are some things that you get um, from being a member of that list that you only get because you're a member of Library Users of America. Um, so a, a moderated list, such as Lua members um, will allow will allow us to check to see whether you're actually a member of the organization and therefore qualify qualify I'll learn to talk to be a part of that list um, and and I'd like to give specific examples of these lists because I hope it will help um, our listeners to understand that moderation doesn't necessarily mean um, looking at every message and and um, and getting mad at somebody for what they say and throwing them off a list, which is which is the way I think a lot of people think of moderation. 
All right. Um, so one of the things that happened last year, and um, uh, Deborah and Katie wake up a little, uh, one of the things that happened last year is the person who had handled um, our list for a long time um, died. And Mr. Hache was a, an immensely valuable servant to ACB. And we all had the privilege of working with him uh, for an immense period of time. But then one of the things that we had to do was to make a decision on the Board of Publications as to how we were going to monitor, and, and, and by the way, that's a constitutional requirement that we have, how we were going to monitor email lists now that Bob Pache was no longer there and the kind of, um, the kind of approach that we would take to moderation, um, and how that whole structure would work. So, Deb, maybe you could talk a little bit about, um, what the Board of Publications decided, um, in terms of, um, how we would continue to oversee, um, the ACB lists that are out there. Well, sure. So we we thought it, it in terms of trying to be consistent. We thought it would be appropriate for us to model our list expectations around the very successful uh, Facebook uh, community group that um, ACB has, and um, so we uh, took uh, the expectations basically from there in terms of how people would be treated and uh, how that expectation would work out. And we added that it, you know, in real, in real life, it's probably not that much of a change from what we've always expected because we've always expected people to work well together. And while we do expect people to disagree, we expect them to do it in a, in a gracious way, you know, that is respectful. And so we basically uh, modeled our expectations around that. We also said that, um, you know, the Facebook group is, is, uh, very moderated in that it's, it's not only that you need to be, um, identified and approved as a human to, uh, to join it, which is not a bad idea on any group. Um, but it also is that, posts are um, reviewed and and very very quickly released but they are actually um, uh, moderated uh, at the posting level as well um, we chose not to do that for the email list and that's actually why one of the comments that I made earlier about the fact that we are contacting people who um, may be a little challenged by some of our new guidelines around cross-posting to to kind of work with us a little bit. And we have to do that after the fact. So, you know, we're not reviewing the posts uh, before they go out and saying, um, oh, you can send that or you can't. Everything goes to the list and then we... Um, we'll come back and talk to someone if we if we need to, and we do that privately. We don't do that on the list either. So, um, so I think that's an important feature of the way that we're working. Um, I also think it's important that um, uh, 
you know, that we, that we do encourage a, um, a variety of topics, but we're asking uh, that they be related to, um, to ACB or related to blindness so they can't stray too far um, off from that and be too generic. Um, but um, that's not really ever been a, that's not usually been an issue in the past for us. So, um, but that is still, um, I think, imperative. So we looked at a lot of, of those kinds of things. And, and as I said, we wanted to um, be able to um, respect uh, people's rights to have different views of things and, and different expression of that, but that um, we needed to have a, an atmosphere that, that is healthy. Um, and so that's basically the, the premise that we worked from, I think. Excellent. So nevertheless, in, in order to implement that kind of oversight and monitoring, mm-hmm. um, you need a structure and and you need some some sort of mechanism. And so the Board of Publications essentially uh, adopted a mechanism. And I don't know, Katie, do you want to talk a little about that? Um, sure. So are you, you mean how we, how we came to the monitoring and, and things? Uh-huh. What happens? Yeah. Is it yes. just thinking kind of what happens when, when we need to take action? Is that what you're thinking, Paul? Uh-huh. Well, and, 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 and also the mechanism that we set up in terms of, the, the process that we went through to to identify folks who might want to help us. Sure. Right. Okay. Right. Yes. So so we um, the board of publications set up a sent out a request um, seeking assistance with with this process, and we um, you know we went to to ACB and it went out um, that request went out publicly, and we received several great responses and we conducted interviews with potential moderators and um, got to know some wonderful people within ACB who are really doing a lot of great work and give so much and make our organization what it is. And from that pool of applicants, we chose two who um, would help bring the conversation list to fruition and we conducted interviews and then from those interviews we um, a, a subcommittee of the of the board of publications met to do the interviews and then after the interviews were complete we discussed the findings with the four full board of publications and got their approval to to proceed with the moderators that we chose and, but we wanted to make it, um, we felt it was important to make it a a process and open to everyone um, to apply. So that, and, and once, and then we um, chose the moderators and then, you know, and then Deb highlighted the the process for, for how that works um, once, once the list is active. So. Yeah. So essentially, uh, a member of the board of publications um, plus moderators are responsible, um, kind of together, to oversee things. A lot of their work gets done in the background, and nobody ever knows yes. anything about it. And exactly. that's fine, just mm-hmm. as it should be. Um, but if but if there are issues, um, the board of publications, as it's required to do, 
um, it, you know, even, even were we to choose to disregard this responsibility, we can't, and we, and, and we don't choose, we don't want to. Um, we are responsible for dealing with any issues that either are persistent or, or need to be talked about because they haven't been able to be resolved easily privately. Would that, would that about sum up where we are, Ms. Deborah? Oh, sure. Um, yes. In fact, if, if an individual has a concern, they can, uh, the way to contact the uh, list moderators, which contacts all of us who have some responsibility for it. So there's several people. Um, if, if someone wants to contact us, we're at the bottom. We're at the bottom of every message. So, um, that's, you know, and that's true on, on, I believe all of our lists, um, but we're there. So, uh, that means, and when you write to us, that's a lot easier than trying to write to everybody individually. If you just send that, we all get it. And we know it's true because we've had a few, so it's okay. Um, and so we get them and then, uh, we can assist you and we can assist you with, uh, whatever the list problem. So if you're, if you're concerned about a post or whatever, certainly you can tell us that. But really, most of the questions we get are questions like, uh, how can I read these a little faster? Or, uh, you know, how do we organize them? Or how do we do this? Or how do I mute the conversation? So we get a lot more of those questions and any others. And we try to respond to those. Um, for, for me, if I see enough of the same question asked, I will eventually post um, up something to the list that sort of says, a lot of people asking me this, and so I bet some of the rest of you would like to know. So we really don't mean to send that out as junk or as superfluous or any anything. Um, uh, and if you find it so, you can tell us. But, um, but we're hoping that we provide um, uh, enough public information along with assisting people individually. Excellent. Now, the community call that's coming up on Thursday, and I'm, I'm really talking to Jason and Rick now, um, is uh, if, if someone has not gone to any of those calls before, would, is this a good jumping in place? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, part of the, of the goal of the call is for Jason and I to talk about some of, uh, you know, we call it tips and tricks, but we also want people to be able to discuss amongst themselves some of their experiences with groups that I owe and and trade you know some of their some of the things they've found out there there's uh, there's various shortcut ways to do things in groups that I owe um, where once you get you get kind of a basic understanding uh, I mean you can access certain things directly in groups that I owe through a URL or through a bookmark uh, rather than um, having to go. This is particularly true for moderators. Um, you can go to f- functions that are bookmarked directly rather than have to go through a series of, of links or menus to get to them, uh, that type of thing. And those are the, that's the kind of exchange that, that we have in, 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 in those meetings. But there's, there, there's good, always good questions. And, and um, you know, the, the, the questions are, uh, you know, they've, they've, well, the, the last one as an example, I started asking a lot of questions about the calendaring aspect of it, which we haven't looked at. <laughs> and, and, and that reminds me, I need to look at it before Thursday. But, uh, you know, there, there was a, a big desire on the last call to, uh, to have us look at calendaring because people, uh, thought that was a, a, a could be a very very powerful thing to incorporate uh, in our groups.io implementation. So 
So no, Jason, it's, it, it's, it's feedback yep. and, it's, and it's also information exchange. So. Excellent. Now, Jason, I don't, I don't know if you want to discuss this here or discuss it in the calls, but I think one of the other things that, um, that, that both you and Rick and Rick feel free to comment on this as well. But one of the things that you guys have found is that, um, as compared to our former, uh, e- email program, um, groups.io has a lot of pretty readable and pretty usable documentation out there that can help our moderators. Yeah. Yes. I, I feel that way anyway. I've, I found when I was exploring and starting to read this stuff and I'm kind of a, I believe it or not, I kind of enjoy reading manuals <laughs> because <laughs> I'm either going to learn very well how something works or I'm going to discover how, how awfully the manual was constructed. But in this case, I think it was done pretty well uh, for the, mo- there's, there's a manual. Well, first of all, for moderators, there is a quick start and a full manual option. And then for users, uh, there is a manual as well. And I admittedly haven't looked as much at the user manual uh, because I was more interested in the moderation and, you know, back end aspects of working with the platform. But uh, the, the moderator's manual is very rich with uh, links to cross sections and other parts of the manual. And it of course includes a table of contents um, the thing I appreciate is that you can either read it piece by piece where you're just loading in your browser the piece that you want to know about, or you can download the whole big manual and uh, have it all on your computer or all in your browser to be able to link to any portion of the manual without needing the internet. Um, so that is pretty interesting that they allow that. But there is also a... Uh, moderators forum. I'm forgetting the exact name of it. Um, and they call it a forum, which at first led me to believe that it was one of those web forums where you don't have email. You just do, uh, you know, fill out web forms and, you know, you're communi- communicating across a bulletin board of sorts on the web. And I've never really liked those, but that is not what it is at all. It is actually a fully functioning groups.io list where you can elect to receive the messages via email and participate that way. Or as with every list on groups.io, you can interact with it via the web. And I have found that to be extremely helpful because sometimes, darn it, I don't have time to go reading the manual. I don't know where this feature is. I just want to get this process done. And that's where the users or the moderators forum comes in really handy. You just ask a question. There are wonderful people there ready to answer. And you may not want to do that via email because it can get very high traffic. (laughs) (laughs) It's really a high traffic list. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that that's what I found, and I, I think there are a couple of other resources. There may be a wiki, I believe, as well for those who um, want to access information that way. Yeah, there is, yep. and um, and probably so, numerous other resources. So, because our listeners are in different places, um, would one of you guys define a wiki for us? That's a really good question. <laughs> um, to you know me, what it stands uh, for? What wiki I, stands for? It stands for what I know is. 
Oh, okay. oh really? I, I never said that. So I come what, from the university, so these are things they teach us at when you work at the university. Okay, um, smarty pants. What does pedia mean? <laughs> pedia? I, I don't know. Um, but, uh, but it's I, usually called Wikipedia. Right? Yeah, see, oh, the pedia part of Wikipedia. The, the I, pedia so part, it's just, yeah. It's just like encyclopedia. I know, uh, I know. Yeah, but uh, no, no. So, yeah, you got me, though. But, but the actual wiki is... Uh, comes from the phrase "what I know is," and the and the theory around them was that people could just start these and get all their knowledge together about a topic in a place. Mm, okay. Yep. Yeah. So, so a wiki is simply a collection of of facts or actions that are collected in a particular place to contain uh, I- information about a topic. Yeah. And there. Mm-hmm. And a lot Wikis of times for they're, everything. They're, yeah. They're group source too, you know? Yes. Uh, I mean, there's, there's all kinds of people from all over the world contributing to these things. And it's, it's usually very, very rich information. Um, you know, what, what, you know, I mean, Wikipedia, the, the Wikipedia that, that, that we all know and love through that we can get we, to through, we through do. Google. It, it, it's absolutely amazing. It although, is. although now when you when, when you go to Wikipedia, it's asking you for money all the time. But but um, no, it's uh, it, it's an amazing resource. The one thing you got to remember about Wikipedia is it is group group sourced, and there's a possibility that some of the information in Wikipedia or in any any wiki is not may not be absolutely correct. Um, yeah, but I, but, I, I think. One of the things that amazes me, though, about Wikipedia is how it essentially started from nothing and has grown to this huge resource, for the most part, staffed and and uh, written by volunteers all over the world. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. It's it's, uh, it's amazing. It's it's one of the things that when you look at what are the good things that have come out of the internet, that's that's one of the things that. It is the it is one of the few th- most important things for me. I suppose Google search is fine, and some of the other search engines are fine. Um, but but I love the fact that Wikipedia has a, a standard way of communicating information, and and has has pretty firm rules about what their expectations are, so they police themselves. Right. Uh, um, so it's. So we as we as ACB could set, can set up a wiki for the enterprise ACB, and yep. and and have people accessing that through groups.io and contributing to it through groups groups.io and all that. Well, so, and, and in fact, one of the things that uh, that that um, that the board of publications started working on last year, I don't know how how close, and 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 I guess the that Katie's group did too. Um, is is to make sure that our entry in Wikipedia is up to snuff. Um, are we getting there, Miss Katie? I'm sorry, that our what? Can you repeat the question? Are, are, sure. Are we getting to the point where where the information about ACB that's on Wikipedia is getting to be up to snuff because it was pretty inferior for a while? I believe so, but I have not checked on that lately, so... I will uh, make sure I do that after this call, and we'll get it updated, it updated if it is not. But I know um, we did work on that a couple of years ago, and yeah. keeping our our media much more up to date. Yeah, there was a draft, and I, I know it was yeah. ready for publication. Yeah, we just need to check and see. Yeah, yeah, and I, I'm pre- I'm pretty sure it's it 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 is up there now. 
Well, um, we were but, sort of challenged because we were actually figuring out how do you actually publish to Wiki because you don't just do it. And so no. that was kind right. of... Right. I think there was stuff. a process we had to go through. So I believe that's yeah. been done. Excellent. Excellent. So, Mr. Rick, I think that uh, in a moment I am going to open it for questions on this segment, but there's more to come, you guys. One of the things that I've asked uh, some of our folks to do is to talk about how they do email um, and and maybe some tips and tricks that uh, that enable them to do mail, email better. Uh, and I know that, um, that uh, Deb in particular has an approach that she thinks works well, and so I'm going to encourage her to tell us about that a little bit later on. But in the meantime, we've kind of gone over the transition and gone over the, the, the reasons in the background that have operated for it. And I think it might be a good thing to pause and see if some of the folks who are out there have some questions or comments. So, Mr. Rick? Yeah, sure. Melanie, please. Melody. Hello, Hi there. everybody. Hi. This has been um, this has been great, but I wanted to ask a quick question, um, and that is one of the lists that you did not mention is the old um, ACB announce list, and I wondered if that was also melded into the conversation list, or if that is still around, like the the leadership list. Good question. Yeah, Jeremy. Yeah. Yep. So, um, so we're working on announce. Announce still absolutely exists, and if you would like to receive announcements only, you can. Um, there's a couple of things in our overall process about this that are worth explaining here. Um, ACB uses um, Constant Contact to send out certain. Um, messages that are at the national level and that go out to all members unless you've unsubscribed yourself and you could have accidentally done this because sometimes somebody sees something they don't want and they unsubscribe and then they unsubscribed completely so uh if you want to receive them you will receive them and if you're not you can check in with the national office and they'll be glad to put you back they won't give you a hard time for accidentally or on purposely unsubscribing. Um, but basically, um, that, that list sends out a couple of announcements a week there of major, uh, the, the major level announcements. And so those go out from national. Right now, the, um, announce list is, um, um, probably a little bit underutilized because we are using um, the constant contact for those others. Um, we're developing a, um, a process for people to provide um, uh, information to ACB that they need to have posted somewhere in ACB's world, and that would include uh, could include the announce list. We're still working on the details. And so it is likely to, um, to be a a place where more specific announcement will go, but they do currently uh, go there. And um, if you want to have absolutely no chatter, uh, anyone can subscribe to that announce list and we are beefing its process up, but that is definitely still part of our list management. You ha- you need an announce only list in any organization. And, and, and one of the things that, 
we should describe it. We should say is this is a one-way list, so you can't post to the announced list. Yes, and that's um, why we're developing a process so you can give us things for it, but you cannot, you will not be able to post to it. Great. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Melanie. Mr. Rick? Pam Coffey, please. I have found this group's I.O. very confusing, and I'm not the only one that has. Um, and I'm not one of the younger generation that literally grew up on computers. When I graduated from college, they were few and far between, and none of them were accessible that time. Um, but my um, comment is that when I would read the material about groups IO and I was trying to figure out how to subscribe to this list and that list and it was getting more and more confusing and and the way they explain stuff they assume everyone has a PhD in information technology which a lot of us don't so where do you even find this user's manual you were talking about number 1 and number 2 is it, it is it written in common english or is it written in uh computer speak yeah computer speak <laughs> mr rick yeah, Pam, what, you know, part of the, um, I mean, groups.io, and I'm not making any excuses. This has been my experience with groups.io. It is so feature rich that it's easy to kind of get lost in the documentation. It's almost like you need to have a certain context or a certain amount of, of base knowledge to, to be able to go in there and be able to navigate, you know, this stuff. Um, one of the things that, that we've done for moderators is we've come up with like a 10 page uh, guide to, it, it's like an ACB version of a quick start guide for moderators um, which basically, you know, got down to the things that, that you need to, to know. And, and, and one of the very basic things you need to know is how to log into groups.io. And, um, and, and, you know, and, and there's a lot of, a lot of things you can do in groups.io. I mean, you can, you can actually see a listing of all of the, the list, all of the public lists in ACB. You can actually see those. Uh, all in one place and hit a button and subscribe from those and from there and so on and so forth. But Pam, your point's very, very well taken. I, I think we need to do, um, uh, you know, some, you know, we've been talking about training moderators. I think we can do a better job and, and I'm definitely committed to do this to, um, to, uh, to, to kind of give an introduction uh, to groups.io, uh, uh, you know, approach for folks. Um, and, and hopefully what we'll try to do when we do that is, is set you up so that the documentation will start to make more sense. Um, but, and, uh, and Pam's, the other part of Pam's question was where could you find the user manual? Well, the user manuals, if you go to the help button, um, and Jason can talk about, <laughs> you know, how to, how to navigate there, um, with a screen reader, but, 
you know, it, everything's off the help thing, right, Jason? Yes, and you can go to the Help Center if you go to acblists.org or if you go to groups.io. Uh, I'm sorry, groups.io. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. But you know, one of the things I was going to say, I don't mean to interrupt, but Jason, one of the things that for, for Pam, because she's not a moderator, we keep talking about all this moderator stuff, and I think that's what's getting people sort of spooked. Really, all you have to do is get subscribed. And the subscribe of all of our lists is the list name you said, Jason, yes. plus uh, the number, the, the, the plus on your plus keyboard, sign. plus yep. sign. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, a, a, you know, subscribe. Um, at acblists.org. And once you do, and they start just coming, they'll just look like emails. And then if you do want to do other things with it, like, you know, you want to learn how to do something, then that's a good time to just come on Thursday to um, Jason and Rick's class and just ask because they'll just tell you, you won't have to look it up. But I think that really... Um, you know, we talk about all these ways you can do this, but sometimes the all these ways actually puts people in orbit because it's like, no, I don't want to know a lot of ways. I just want a way right. that will work for me, you know. Right. 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 Well, and that's what I'm saying. You you, you got to kind of build this baseline, you know, and then kind of kind of work from there. So, uh, yeah. Right. And that's all you have to do. And then they'll just show up in your email. And then when that annoys you in some way, that's a good time to say, okay, how else can we do this? Yes. Yep. Excellent. <clears throat> Excellent. Thank you, Miss Pam. Mr. Rick. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Chris Coulter, please. I want to dive a little bit deeper into what Pam was was talking about. Um, I am. I'm not. Uh, I I find my way around where I need to with groups IO. Um, I did have a complicated experience that I actually had success with, though, and it and it'll help I think with people who are confused. And that is that um, I had been having some issues that I don't know where they came from exactly, but it had to do with messages being diverted to my spam folder and I needed, I kept being removed from a list I was on and a couple of different lists. And I um, went to, or where they, you know, they said resume subscription or they said you you couldn't, you know, I couldn't um, go on to the, I, I couldn't resubscribe. And it, where they said I couldn't resubscribe, then they would send a link, or they'd take me to a link, and say, it says, "Look at this help. Look at this particular help um, help Topic. center article." Yeah. And um, so I that all I had to do was just find that link, click on it, and read the article. I think they really do make a very you know make a very good job out of showing people where they can go to get and, the information they need and the article solved your problem basically it did it helped a lot um mm-hmm. i i had it i did have some difficulties or some some things that weren't answered right away but it wasn't their fault it was just it uh, 
the the help center did give me some good information that I needed to help in the process. Excellent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chris, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Yeah. One of the interesting things about group.io, which I think is worth talking about is, you know, there are times where groups.io attempts to deliver email to you and cannot do so. And when that occurs, that's called a bounce. And what groups.io will do is it'll send you a bounce notification or what it, what they refer to as a bounce probe. And in there, you'll have the ability to hit a button to unbounce yourself, you know, which tells groups.io to attempt to, uh, to start sending email again. But, but there's another very, very important thing in that email. And that is there's a link to the actual reason that the email was bounced in the first place. Um, and the information, um, you know, if, if, if the information doesn't make sense to you, because a lot of it is, is kind of jargon, but, you know, what I find is as you read through this stuff, right at the very end is usually the, the description that you can understand that's, you know, as close to English as you can get, which will tell you what happened um, in cases where you can't figure that out. You know, if you were to call me, I can help I can help figure that out. And usually, you know, we can find out what the core problem is and help you fix it. OK, so so bounce messages when, when you get messages from groups.io, uh, you know, one of the things a lot of people have asked is, you know, I've, I've got this thing, this bounce thing, but it looks like spam to me. So I'm just going to ignore it. OK, um, if you get anything from acblist.org from owner or, you know, it, things that look like it's, it's probably spam, it's probably not. If you have any questions about whether or not some of these messages you're getting are spam or not, call me and we'll let you know. But groups.io is very good at communicating back to you. Now, one of the things that, that amuses me about it, though, is when you bounce, you know, depending upon the type of bounce, if it sends you an email to tell you it bounced, the email may bounce. Okay, But but uh, oddly enough, that doesn't happen very often. You know, the, the reasons why list, list mail bounce is usually not something that is uh, causing all of your email to bounce. So uh, we can tell when, when you've bounced. And if you bounce uh, a, a certain number of times, groups.io will suspend you, uh, put you in what's called a, a hard bounce status. And, uh, and the only person that can uh, rectify the issue and unbounce themselves is the, you know, is the person that was having the bounces happen to. So, so bounce, you know, the point, the, the, the moral to that story is bounce is something you should be paying attention to. Okay. And, and at the end of this program, everybody will give you an excuse for sticking around. But at the end of this program, Rick will give information about how you can contact him So, if, if you do have questions, because he is the current email guru who is responsible for um, trying to help resolve problems that, that you can't resolve yourselves. So, excellent. Mr. Rick, do we have any other hands? Uh, let's see. We do not right now, Paul. Folks, if you, if you want to ask any questions, you can raise your hand. It's Alt-Y and a PC. What is it, Jason, on a Mac? Uh, Command-Y, Command-Shift-Y? 
uh, option Y on, on the uh, Mac, believe uh, it or uh, not, for that uh, one. Option Y, thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, on the telephone, it's star nine. If you've got a, an app, uh, iOS or Android app, there is a raise hand button on the app. So by all means. Um, Usually in, in the center of the screen, a little bit towards the bottom on the left. Oh, and uh, here's one of our frequent callers, Terry Pacheco. Uh-huh. Hey there. Hey there. Hey. Okay, there we are. Okay. Um, I'm sorry I've missed a good bit of this call because I really wanted to hear this. So I'm definitely going to be listening to the re- replay of it. Um, no. I'm or just the, wondering. Or the podcast, Terry, the podcast. Or the podcast, yes. The podcast <laughs> and I are, are experiencing, I'm, I'm experiencing the beginnings of podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> And the uh, first, the first replay will be seven o'clock tomorrow morning. It will. That won't be well, the actually, one that I'll probably act, listen to. Actually, and we're going to check and make sure you're listening at seven, Terry. So. Actually, <laughs> actually, the truth is, means, the first, the first replay is ten o'clock tonight. Right on. Yeah, on mainstream West. That is true. <laughs> you can you can listen to the beginning of this show, and everybody can every yeah. week. On Mainstream West, starting at 10 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, well, that is cool. And and um, and, you, and you won't be alone because Paul listens to all the replays. Uh, everyone <laughs> feeds his yeah. ego. Not that he has any kind of an ego. <laughs> That's why he has to feed it. I've got. I've got to get. I've got to get my deep voice down. Let, let me ask. I am interested in asking. One question, and I'm hope I don't know whether this was answered or not. But the Public Affairs Steering Committee, um, I'm wondering what input that group has been getting from the general membership, if any. I know I haven't, maybe I've missed some, but I haven't noticed any announcements of any of their meetings or anything like that. So I'm just curious what was going on and what they have planned for the future. Kate. Sure. So the the steering committee did have a a focus group at the mid year meeting in um, February this past February. Um, I apologize for the barking dog. Um, the group does not have um, announced meetings. Um, they are um, meetings that happen every two weeks. And um, they are not, um, it's a small group of people, but in terms of, you know, membership, um, feedback, if people do have um, things that they, you know, wish to share, um, you can certainly contact um, me. Um, You know, we do try to hear from members. Um, Kelly Gask is, you know, available in the office and we, we do at our meetings, um, when we discuss our goals, we, you know, look at things such as the, the email changes that have happened and, and things like that are a result of, of member input. So, you know, while we don't have, um, direct meetings with membership much, um, we do hear and listen to members' feedback and incorporate them into the work that we do 
well, because the BOC would be the place where they right, could. Right, right. The, the Public Awareness Steering Part Committee really isn't a membership vehicle. It's, um, it, we, we, we direct the communications of the organization. So while, of course, the organization is made up of members, um, the, the, the purpose of the Public Awareness Steering Committee is really to to guide the organization's communication direction. Yeah. Uh, ACP has nine steering committees and all of those yes. nine steering committees are made up of, of the various programs and committees of ACB. Right. And almost all of those meetings of the, of the committees that make up all those nine steering groups are actually public meetings. So there would be a number of places, but in this particular case, I think the BOP would be the best place to come and give that input because the BOP is a large piece of that steering committee. And And that's one of the things I was going to compliment was that the BOP does, you know, that you do put out the agenda and, and make, and make sure that people are, aware of what's going on and, have and an whatever happens from that agenda result then terry would be carried up to that steering committee which exactly. meets it right. in my world at five thirty in the morning so it, it's a it's a, be a hard one to have a public meeting because it's pretty early in the day but um yes. but but the bop would be your best line and each of the other steering committees there are nine of them they all have some mechanism where you could mm-hmm. input in into that right Maybe we should have a, a Zoom call that, just to let people know some of that a little bit more than we are. Maybe yeah, we, maybe we need a little bit more awareness of that for people in general. Just we, a can, we can think about it. One mm-hmm. of the things I was going to say, though, Terry, is Katie is an ex officio member of the Board of Publications representing that steering committee. Um, yes. Initially, she, she's a, she was an ex officio member because she was chair of the Public Relations Committee itself Mm -hmm. but when the public relations committee morphed into the steering committee um katie retained her position but but um but you do have as as um as as we've suggested the board of publications just gives you direct access to that steering committee yes it does and 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 i realized that i was kind of asking kind of in on behalf of people who aren't aware of that. I just sure. kind of wanted to see that brought out. Mm-hmm. Thank right. you. And if thanks. No, I just wanted to add, Paul, if, if people do, you know, again, have questions or comments or want to provide feedback, please do. I mean, we, you know, we can only make ACB better based on the feedback that we receive as a committee. So, you know, like I said, I'm a member, um, Deb Cook-Lewis is a member, Kelly Gass, you know, we, we want to hear from you and, and because we, we do take that feedback back to our meetings and, and we've made many decisions based on member feedback. So we, we do want to hear from you. Um, we just understand that you may not want to come to a 5.30 a.m. Pacific time meeting every two weeks, right? <laughs> so, um, but, but your feedback is very important to us. Cool. Miss Katie, any, okay. any more hands, Mr. Rick? More right now, Paul. Mm-mm. Good. Miss Deb. One of the things that we talked about when we talked about putting together Tuesday topics was the fact that handling email can sometimes be a daunting thing and that some of us have developed approaches that we found work well for us and you are one of those folks. Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about the approach that you take to dealing with a, with, with a large number of email messages every day? 
Uh, I can do that, and I might be able to demonstrate it. We'll see if it works. Um, so um, I read over all that tedious uh, groups.io documentation, and I tried all the various ways of getting email, and I'm on a lot of groups, um, and uh, I'm on all of ACBs, and then I'm I'm part of a number of other uh, boards and groups and I get a lot of email. I get a lot of email. And I am uh, not ever very sympathetic. I am on a personal level, of course. But in the broad scheme, when people tell me that, you know, it's too much email, I'm kind of like, you don't know anything about too much email. So, um, yeah, that's just my perception. It might be not right, but you'll see what I'm doing here in a second. So, I found, and different people find different techniques that work for them, but I actually found this to be worth getting a Gmail account for. So I did, and um, I learned in the course of my Gmail account that it has, obviously you can have Gmail on your PC, and I do. I have it on one of my PCs, so I can go look at an individual message in there and respond to it and do that. And I do think when I look at my email in that context on the PC that I get too much email. And I am afraid if if someday I don't have time to look at it, right? Because a couple thousand will have come in. But I have a plan that works for me, and and I'm only suggesting it because, like I said, if this one works for me, something will work for you if you need it to. So, but mine is uh, free for the taking. So, um, we I use Gmail for this. You can use other things. I have used Apple Mail on the Mac for this. <clears throat> but I like Gmail, and I like it on the web. So, we go to gmail.com to do this. And... One of the things that I found was very helpful, and it's not easy to do. I mean, it's easy, but it's not easy to um, find and set up. So I'll tell you basically how. Gmail has two views. They have what they call the standard view, which is the sort of deluxe view. It's the view that um, gives you all of Gmail's features, and there are many of them. But for this purpose of just reading my email every day, I don't need any other features but the email. And if I did, I would set up two Gmail accounts, one with that better view that gives you all those other wonderful features that we won't even talk about, but you don't need them for this task. And then I would set up one for this. So um, so I have the one that's set up for this, and, and so we want the Gmail basic view. And um, it's because of the way it's laid out is why we are going to want it. So Gmail doesn't make it easy to switch there because they don't want you to, <clears throat> but you can. Um, and I just tested this the other day. I, I sacrificed for you all. I gave up my good basic view, knowing I might never get it back, and I got it back. So you can too still. Um, the easiest way to get this, though, is to actually go to Google itself and to type in in Google or your favorite, but I think Google's the best because it knows what you want here, how to switch to Gmail Basic View. And just search, put that into your search and write it that way, and the first result that will come up should be Google's instruction, which the instruction's kind of worthless, but what's really magic in there is the link you need to activate that actually switches you to the basic view. Yay! So now once we're in the basic view, we can do a few cool things. So when we load our Gmail, and I'm going to try to see if I can 
I'm using Jaws, and uh, this is slightly better in Jaws than it is in NVDA, um, but you can do it in NVDA as well. So I have just uh, invited my Jaws into the mix here, I think, and you should hear it. Gmail action box. Um, and we did. Yeah, I thought you would. So, um, see, I didn't even have to say, can you hear me? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, what this is, is a table. And uh, we can go to the top of that table, but we don't need to. So, but I'll just show you by pressing T. Four columns and 100 rows. So, there are four columns in the table. Uh, The first is the checkbox. The second is who it's from. The third column is the topic. And the fourth is a couple line preview of the top message on that topic. So, um, you could use your JAWS or NVDA. It'd be the same commands for either one. Table reading commands to move down through the third column and hear just the subjects. But the better way to do this with JAWS, and I, I the last time I checked with uh, NVDA, it was better to actually go down the column and do it that way. But with JAWS, JAWS will actually read the entire column across if you hit any part of that column. So the best way to move from column to, to I'm sorry, from message to message is or, via the checkboxes. Or row to row in the table. Row to row in the table will be via moving through by checkbox. And those checkboxes in in all of these screen readers is X. So I'm going to go to the top of my screen, Gmail inbox. There are 100 conversations on this screen. Gmail is not even going to tell me how many there are. It's going to say one uh, one to 100 of thousands. Exactly. um, Right? Okay, so I've got lots. I've got plenty. And lots of it is because I've saved some and all that kind of thing. But now I'm going to whip through and I'm going to see whether I care about any of these messages. And there are some topics on here I'm following from my various lists and some topics I never would. And some topics I did for the first five days and now I'm not anymore. So I'm just going to operate on these messages in the way that I would. And um, so I'm going to start pressing X. Julie Brandon checkbox not checked. And so down arrow twice, and she forwarded a message from leadership. So I just checked it because we're going to delete it because I've already seen all the messages on leadership. So then we hit X again, and that is the one we'll keep because that's from my friends. Okay, and we've been seeing this court rules grocery stores. uh, Not a website doesn't have to comply with the ADA. We've been seeing that for days. I'm done, but that's seven more knocked off. Simon, Gordon, Simon, Gordon, official Apple event announcement for April. And that we are re- we're following the official Apple announcement, so we'll leave that. So we just go down through here, pressing X, and then um, Jaws isn't reading all the way across for some reason now. It has in the past, but it isn't right now. So it, you just and so it will be just like NVDA is. You'll just arrow down twice. You'll see the topic, and you can then decide. Do I want to read the topic? Do I want to not? Once you open the topic, you can move from message to message using your H for heading, and that will be true in both screen readers' windows. And uh, when you reach uh, a person you want to read, you can press N for the next um, non-linked text, and that will take you to the top of their actual message. So basically what I do with this is go through and I hit two or 3,000 messages 
in about an hour and I determine right off that there's a set of them I don't need or want to read. There's a set of them I do need or want to read. And then I go back and then I read the ones that I do want to read and then save them into various folders or whatever. And so it's really straightforward. You can do this with almost any mail program, but I find personally that this method... So let's say we've gone down through here and we've we've gathered up some to delete. So now I can press the B key, B as in boy, for or B for button, till we get to delete. Archive button, record, spam, delete button. And here's delete, and it's going to delete everything I've checked. Delete button. And, Alert, two conversations have been moved to the and, we, and two conversations were moved to the trash, because that's all I actually checked while we were going through. And so, they're gone. Um, and of course, if I screw that up, I'm going to go to my trash and get them back. But I, I try to be really careful with that. So, you know, you can do this in various ways, but this I have found that on, on both the Mac and the PC, working down through this um, with, with Gmail in this web view with the table is a really, really excellent way to do it. And there are many other ways, but, I, you know, like I said, I, I run through two or 3,000 mail messages a day, and I do manage to stay pretty informed about all my lists. Um, so, Deb, tell yeah. us the difference between a message and a conversation. Okay, so a conversation is a group of messages. Let's find one we can Email. go into that I'm comfortable sharing. There's two messages here, so that should work. So I'm going to open this one about the official Apple event. So I go to the subject. I press enter on that. Official Apple event announcement for April 20th. I press H till I got to the subject. So I did that pretty quickly. Um, here's the first guy. Um, I, oops. I, uh, yeah. So I hit N for next text that is not a link. And that was the guy's name. It was, you know, so the salutation was Richard. Thanks for this. Okay, so there's there's that message. And then if I want to see Gordon's response, I hit H for for that, and that took me to Gordon, who is the next writer. And then I hit Yeah, except it's not for me. It's going to wreck my instant pot. Um, and let's see. I can't remember if there are any more. The top, so I pressed H again, and it wrapped me to the top because there are no more. Now, I those were nice messages. They were on point. They were on topic. But I actually want to get rid of them now because we read them. We don't need to see them again. So I'm going to, again, use the B button to get to delete. Search, may search the archive button. Report spam, but delete button. And I'm going to delete that Alert, conversation, conversation and it's gone. And now, I am, the way I am set up, uh, it takes me back to my inbox. And now what I'm going to do, because the X was a little tedious to me, because it wasn't reading all the way across, I'm going to use my table reading keys to move to the third column. I am now seeing the subject and the beginning of the message. So somebody ordered an SE iPhone SE 2020 today. I'm and I'm looking at the next one. 
and I would be in the place I want. So I just am doing control alt down arrow on my PC going down through that column until I hear something I care about. And then I can either open it or I can uh, move left to see who, who wrote because maybe the topic's good, but I don't want to read the writer, right? You know, we're all in that. So then you just can, um, can, uh, can do that. So there are different ways to work with it, but uh, my point only is that there are lots of ways to get through this. So Outlook supports conversation view. Gmail supports conversation view. I, um, you know, there are many ways to get a conversation view going and, um, and it, it really does make moving through a large amount of mail quicker. Cool. You you really get 2000 a day. Yes, I really do. That's why I have no sympathy. Yep. I really do. I checked that out. So I, you know, I had my, I had my, uh, my second uh, vaccination, right? Three or three weeks ago or so. And I was out for the count for three days. (laughs) 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 I didn't no mail myself because, you know, some of these guys are going to send out something. Somebody's going to send out something interesting on all these lists. And, and I, and I started this because when I was employed, I was a technical assistant and to be a good technical assistant, you've got to read lots of posts about people wanting and giving technical assistance. Right. So I got used to doing that. And when I um, retired, it was just such a habit in my life to spend one hour every day running through a lot of email. And I know how to do that. And so I I do. Um, and I have the right to post to all those places if I have a technical assistant. <laughs> so, um, so, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to, and I know this is a fast run. If people want to do this in much slower motion about how to set it all up, how to um, do some other things, uh, how to use the, um, the way that Gmail handles folders, which is different than Outlook does, um, some other kinds of things. I'd be happy to do a community call on it at some point if there's some interest. But um, this is just the overview of this is possible. You can do this too. So uh, I, I want to try to be sure that I understand the value of this so that my listeners will. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, there are two important components to what you're doing, it seems to me. Mm-hmm. The first of them is that you switch your system to conversation mode. And, and I've got to tell you that, um, that, that I have found conversation mode annoying, but you've about persuaded me to change my mind. Um, I find it annoying because, um, you you often can't find the individual messages that are part of a thread when you want to look at them. They're buried and they're difficult to get to sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you about convinced me that I'm right. And the and the primary reason why it's an advantage is that if there is a conversation that's long and that you don't care about, um, you know, such as the the care of feeding of budgerigars in Malaysia, for instance, mm-hmm. which is not something that that uh, causes my boat to float. Yeah, but it must somebody's, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if there a are long conversation, if yeah. there are twenty five messages in that conversation, uh-huh. pointing at one and and checking your checkbox deletes all twenty five. That's that's true if you do it that way. So then, what 
uh, what I mean, I wasn't kind of going to deep into the weeds here, but yes. So let's say you do want to keep one of them. The, the fifth one down was great. So you can, you can move that message and I have a folder to move them to and I can yep. deal with that later. Or uh, if you recall, I said that when I came in, I commented that there is a PC in, in here uh, that actually has uh, Gmail in an unconversation view. So yeah. what I can do now that I know that, uh, you know, George Brown sent the one that was useful is I can go and I can pretty quickly search um, for that one message and find it and isolate it. And move it. Because um, yep. you can delete the messages one by one in the thread. There's a way to do that. But I don't find that to be too efficient. So no. I usually then find the one I want to keep and move it or move it just from the web because you can. And you can act on one message. And then I still can go ahead and delete all the other 50 comments about how you shouldn't have said that, George. And me too. Um, the one thing that it doesn't help you with is when people change the thread without changing the subject and or, or vice you know, versa. And they do that and, and people do that, but that's going to be a problem for you anyway, because even if you're looking down through them individually and you see the one about the cupcakes and they're now talking about, you know, jaws instead of cupcakes, you still wouldn't know. So I maintain that that doesn't get any worse. And it actually may create time for you to suspect that Rick Morin never writes about cupcakes. I'd better see what he actually did write about. And so then you can, you'll have time now to go take a look and see if you care. So, um, Rick, Rick you know, sends her a message about cupcakes. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I don't write about them. I just eat I, them. You just eat them. That's right. Just, what, just I, I write them. about them. But so, so, but my point really is that if, if you want to do more with email, there are ways, there are ways to do it because, um, I have the same reaction when I go to my Facebook, which is, Oh my God, there's so dang many of these up here. How am I going to get through them real quickly? And so it's the same, you know, challenge. Um, and frustration. It's, 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 um, it's hard no matter what you do. And I realized right. going through it at top speed that the people who are overwhelmed are even more overwhelmed. But like I said, there are people who can help you set this up, and I'm glad to help people um, set it up. And it's especially wonderful if uh, Paul said he wants that one message, you know, and if he's got a label set up in Gmail, that's what they call the folders. If you've got a label set up so that there's a place to go put that message that you're saving, because yes. there's nothing worse than saving it and not knowing where did I put it? Where the hell is it? Where is it? <laughs> I need it? Right, right, right. So the reason that we decided to put make this a part of Tuesday Topics tonight is that um, at our Board of Publications meeting um, last week, um, we realized that it, it, it not only were people um, a, a little concerned about um, the transition, but they were also concerned and overwhelmed over the fact that there didn't seem to be easy ways um, to quickly go through emails and, and, and people were feeling like they had to devote their whole day to the, to the exercise. And so we felt that on Tuesday topics this evening, we could at least show you um, one method that works for one person um, for getting to email. And uh, as Deb says, um, the, the same kinds of approach uh, will work with others. I, I use 
um, I, I use Gmail as well. And, and I use a system that's similar to, to Debs. The only thing is, um, I have not switched to basic view, which means, which means I'm not nearly as efficient at it as she is. Yeah. I really recommend the switching to basic view. If you do nothing else of what I recommended, that really makes it easier. And as I said, if you're actually using, cause there are some cool features in the other view, if you're actually using them, then create another account and just have your lists go to it where you won't need those features and you can still have both. And Gmail is smart enough to allow you to have one account with one view and the other account with the other view. And can you have them both on the same computer? Uh, yes, you actually can. Yes. You, you Excellent. Very good. Mr. Rick, any hands? Yeah, one just shot up here. Hold on just one sec. Uh, Liz, please. Liz. Okay. Um, I'm just letting everybody know that there are alternate ways you can do this in Outlook. You can also do it in iOS. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and this is effective. this is Liz Bowden from um, Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Yeah, and I'm happy yeah. to help people too. So excellent. Once you do it, it will be very happy because you can like like she said, when you get a group one with 25 in it. Mm-hmm. One whack and they're gone. Right. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good point, though, Liz. Thank you for putting your name Excellent. in the ring for helping people with Outlook. Excellent. So, mm-hmm. do you want do you want Liz to give your email address so that folks could drop you a note if they want some help? Yes, I can do that. It's um, Bowden B O W D E N E L I Z A B E T H five at gmail.com. So that's Bowden Elizabeth 5 at gmail.com. Now, I never thought about creating different accounts for different. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll let you do it because I've, you know, it has a little screen sign in, sign out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellent, Liz. Thank you so much. And I've always used that basic view. I hate the other one. Yeah, so I don't like the other one. Anytime too much. I used to work with people in Google, I always changed theirs. Yeah, right. Right. It's yep. getting a little harder to change it, though. So that's why I mentioned Google the change process and it takes it you. It used to be right at the top. Yes, it did. I, it, it did. Yep. It. It's been gone a while. So I was looking when we were going to have this conversation. I said, I better see how to do it now because it would be um, sad if I told people that was good and then they couldn't. Um, yeah. And you can definitely do this on a desktop client. I find that it's a, a little bit easier with a web client because the web client is more responsive in. In or I find it to be more responsive in conversation view than Outlook. Um, I think Outlook is just so generally kludgy. Um, but but it does. Um, you can do this it in is. any mail program that will let you work in a conversation view. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's called sort by thread. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Thanks, Liz. You're welcome. We appreciate you. Um, all right. Mr. Rick, any more hands? No more. No more. All right. <clears throat> so we've made this big transition. Um, we have uh, we have migrated to uh, a whole new operating system. Um, we, we have begun to create uh, a, a list called ACB-Conversation. Um, 
when we talked about creating the conversation list, we had certain hopes for it. Who, who would like to talk about what we expect or hope will happen from conversation and how listeners can make that happen? This is Katie. I can, I can start. Good. Great. So really when, again, when we, when we talked about conversation and when, you know, talked to, to individuals who were present during the mid-year meetings in 2020, we listened. And one of the things that we heard was that people, you know, want a place that that maybe isn't Facebook or not everyone has social media or wants to be on social media. And, you know, people really want a place um, where, you know, through email that is more community oriented. And we developed the idea of the, the ACB conversation and we, we worked on this over the summer you know, we started working on it, and as the ACB community has has developed, so so kind of did, did this list. And as we said, we took a lot of the um, guidelines from the Facebook community, and what we hope is that you know maybe people who are members of the Facebook community group will also post something to the conversation email list. I know that I'm I'm a member of the of the community Facebook group as well, and so I look at posts in there from time to time and think that there might be some interesting ones that can start some discussion on the email list. Um, you know, we we want it to be a place where people can discuss topics, ask questions, um, share tips and tricks, um, really just. A, a forum for ACB members and friends who prefer to communicate through email versus social media or both. You know, I'm a person who has, has the social media, but also is connected to email. So I have my feet in, in both worlds, so to speak. And so, you know, we, we do want this to be a, a conversation. So there have been some articles posted recently um, about a couple of um, ACB issues and, and newsworthy things. There was uh, press releases are posted there. Um, Kelly Gask posts the weekly dots and dashes to the list. And so if there is anything in any of those pieces, or, you know, again, if you're going through and you, you see something of interest, post it to the list, you know, let's, let's start a conversation. Um, if, you know, if you're not sure about whether something is, is good, a good fit for the list, you know, contact us, the moderators, we are, are more than happy to help. If you're unsure, you know, if you want to talk uh, about posting something or have a question about, about a guideline or something, we are, we are here to help. So we, um, we want to hear from from ACB, from, from all of you out there. So the one of the more controversial, I suppose controversial is the right word, but maybe it's not. And if it's not, one of you guys will correct me. 
But one of the more controversial decisions uh, that was made in the transition was to put everybody who was currently on leadership uh, onto ACB-conversation. Um, why, why did we do that? What was the rationale for doing that? Well, we wanted our leaders to participate with our members. Yes. And right. our members told our, our leaders, you know, we, and we wanted to make it easy for people because right. we want, we thought it would be easier for you to unsubscribe than it would Not be to subscribe. to subscribe because all you have to do to unsubscribe is just hit a link on the email, any email and you're unsubscribed. So, mm-hmm. um, we, we thought that it, but, but as people have pointed out, it's sometimes hard to figure out how to subscribe. So we thought the, that the path of least resistance would be to, to subscribe people and absolutely support them if they wanted out. But we also hoped some of them would, would want in and would want to, as I, as I said, I think early in our conversation this evening, we have a lot of new members in this organization and, there are a lot of uh, people to get to know and to learn um, about and to incorporate into the work that we do and the work that we'll be doing ongoing. And um, one of the ways to get to know them is to participate in the, I mean, we have lots of ways. So if this wasn't the way for you, that's, that's cool. But, but I hope all of our leaders would, we'd be picking one or two of these that work for them. And certainly one is to get people to know people through participating in community calls. There's the community Facebook page. There's the, you know, email lists that we offer. There's, you know, whatever. I mean, later on sometime soon, we'll have some in-person places to go uh, again. But, you know, I think, just the opportunity to interact with um, all of our uh, new members. And there's so much information and interesting stuff that gets posted to leadership that never makes it to our members or doesn't make it to some of our members. Right. And, and, and I, wanted, I wanted to add kind of two things to this because I think we're tiptoeing around an issue here. There are at least some of us who believe that the gap between the leaders of ACB and the membership of ACB was getting broader and broader. That is, there was was a chasm developing. And I I suppose um, that it's it's arguable that that's simply one person's notion of what reality is. And that's fine. People people are welcome to have that notion. um, And I do. Um, and, And I think one of the things that we really hoped would happen is that leaders, because of the skills that they have as leaders, would also be leaders of ACB conversation. That is, they would perhaps think of a topic that that they had an interest in, do an initial posting, start a conversation, so that um, five or six messages into the thread, uh, a lot of information would be gleaned by everybody who's a part of the list. But the conversation perhaps would be started by a leader whose experience enabled that person um, to provide good information and to um, and 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 to be a person um, who had an interest in in looking at an ACB related issue um, and and used ACB dash conversation as a way to begin to do that. Um, and I think uh, and, and I think the other thing is that. 
ACB-Conversation is also a place where new members can, can, can ask a question and where hopefully enough leaders will remain there um, to provide them with, with a clear and unequivocal answer to questions that they raise about ACB. So the idea of, of, of including leaders in ACB-Conversation, it seems to me, was to create uh, an ability for ACB conversation um, to be a place where we could actually bring the leadership and 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 new members and other members closer together. I I don't know if 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 you guys no, would that's, that's in, in general right, agree with that. I think and and I think I think you know I I I think we we want this to you know, to continue. So, you know, we want leaders to, to participate, to post things to the list. It's, it's a new list. You know, I think um, the list has only been around since April 1st. So it's still in kind of an infancy, infancy stage. And, you know, it's, it's still, we're still working on the, on the conversation piece of it a bit. Right. So, um, you know, we're still, getting that together but it's it is something that you know we we are working on and are are constantly looking for you know things to to start a conversation and mm-hmm. um you know we this is kind of a new email is not new uh, certainly but this sort of structure is a little bit new within within um ACB a, a different way of of looking at it. And so, you know, we're trying to, uh, look, you know, looking at the direction it's, it's going to take. And so, um, you know, we, we still have a lot of great members on the list and, you know, people, um, we know in the beginning there was a little bit of a bumpy start, but the list traffic is, is very calm right now. So if people were, a bit overwhelmed by that, um, that has calmed down and, and we do really welcome anyone who wishes to join the conversation list. To and, and the conversation join. as well. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. That was what I was getting yeah. at. Yes. <laughs> to join the conversation and start the chat. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, Mr. Rick, last chance for hands. No more, Paul. Thanks. Okay. Um, I want to, um ask you guys as as you think through what we've accomplished this evening and what we've looked at um i'm sure there are piles of questions that i should have asked that i didn't so uh let's let's go through and at the same time as we're going through each person why don't you give your contact information as well um so um first are there are there questions that i didn't ask that you'd like to talk about and second, um, give me um, contact information that you'd like to share with listeners. So let's start with Deb. So I think you've been super thorough, Paul, with your process this evening, and um, I really appreciate it a lot. And and therefore, I don't can't think of anything in particular that you've um, completely left off the table. So I really appreciate that. Um, if people um, want to talk uh, directly. Uh, with me about any of this, they they sure can um, 
from the perspective of the Board of Publications. And my email is deb at lewissound, L-E-W-I-S-S-O-U-N-D dot net. Um, so that's true. And then also, you know, um, Kelly Gask in the national office is the uh, staff person who is um, um, most involved with uh, these issues, and she can be reached in the, in the national office as well. And that would be K-G-A-S-Q-U-E at A-C-B dot org? Uh-huh. Yes. Very good. Thank you, Miss Katie. Yes. Well, Paul, it's always a pleasure to to speak with you, whether here on Tuesday Topics or a call or, you know, when we used to gather in person, it's always great to connect with you, my friend. So thank you for having thank me you. tonight. And people can email me if they wish. My email address is Fred. K-A-T-I-E, F as in Frank, R, E as in egg, D as in dog, at gmail.com. And I'm happy to discuss ACB communication issues with you or help with, with email if I can. So please feel free to reach out. Mr. Jason. All right. Uh, once again, thank you for having me on this edition of Tuesday Topics. Uh, one piece that may be small, but I thought it, was, it is worth mentioning because results vary drastically if, if this doesn't happen. If you do go to groups.io and want to manage your account or look, even just look at emails that way, um, please be sure that your window is maximized because uh, as I alluded to a little bit ago, the screen, the the site adapts to the size of the window that it's uh, on which it's being displayed, and things will not be visible the way that we may explain on uh, subsequent training calls um, if that isn't the case. Um, if anyone wants to contact me, they can do so by sending an email to jcast77, that's J-C-A-S, as in Sam, T-7-7, at gmail.com. Excellent. Mr. Rick? Yeah, if you have any questions, contact Deb Cook-Lewis. I want to get her email count up to 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to get you. Wow. No, no, no. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Um, you can always reach me at support at acb.org. Um, another way you can reach me is you can call the, uh, uh, any of the main, the main numbers for ACB and they can put you through to me. So, uh, I don't know what those numbers are, but, uh, uh, <laughs> I, I probably should, but, uh, that if you want to talk to me directly, you know, yeah. You can do it that way as well. So they should just call the number on their screen, right? Right. The main office yes. number is yes. 202-467-5081. And um, the 800 number is 800-424-8666. And um, either of those will therefore get you in touch with Mr. Rick. Thank you, Paul. You're welcome. I, 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 I. Aim to please, Mr. Rick. No, you do a great job. All right. Um, 
let's see. I, I, I guess, I guess the, the final question I'll ask each of you to, to, to maybe give me 15 or 20 seconds as an answer. <clears throat> Do you have a view of where our email ought to be, say, two or five years from now? Whoever wants to start well, me. Uh, I, I don't think I have a view of the email per se, but I have a view of communications, of, mm-hmm. of, of our communications channels. And, and I guess what I'd like to see us doing is, is having everyone who wants to have access to the information they want and need in a way that works for them. And that's huge. That uh, is very is. big. Uh, but that would be sort of my personal communications mission. We will eventually do a Tuesday topic on something that's just emerging that Jeff Bishop is responsible for, um, and and or Jeff Bishop and others, and that is the the creation of of an aggregate page where a lot of ACB's um, media is collected in a single spot. Um, it's at the moment being put together, and we will certainly do a Tuesday topic where we invite Jeff to come and talk to us about that. Miss Katie, any thoughts on two to five years from now? Well, I think, who knows, maybe email uh, won't be around or, you know, I, I think it's it's really interesting where where communications are going. Um, I, I'm just always cognizant of making sure that we don't exclude anyone. So, you know, as, as we, as an organization, as we look at our communications, you know, kind of as Deb said, really making sure that we are doing all that we can to meet our members and friends where they are in their, uh, in their communication repertoire. So, you know, that's, this is why we use the Zoom platform, because it allows people to dial in via touchstone phone if that's what they need to do or prefer to do. So just being open as an organization to, to the various communications and making sure that we are giving the best opportunity and experiences to as many of our members and friends as we possibly can going forward. Mm -hmm. Jason. I'm echoing pretty much what Katie is saying about being sure we don't exclude as we move forward. Um, I have no particular view from two to five years uh, of how it will be, but I, I love like unification of things when that is possible, because if you can find all your information in one place, it's great. But I know, you know, we're kind of in that transition point where email is still very much the only option that some have, and they're not going to be into maybe these newfangled platforms that come along. I think this is true. (laughs) But uh, anything to... Poor Clubhouse. Yeah, Clubhouse. (laughs) 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 Mr. Rick? Yeah, you know, I agree with everything that's been said. You know, to me, I've got everything comes down to some catchphrases. But to me, it's the right information to the right people through the right communication channel. And that's just another way of saying meet people where they are. Um, There was, you know, quite an interesting reaction to Clubhouse. We, We joke about Clubhouse. You know, Clubhouse is, is a very, very powerful thing. And 
Um, it, it was reacted to uh, positively by some, but others uh, felt that perhaps it was going to replace some things and so on. I think what we're going to see is just an expansion of all these communication Absolutely. channels. And, and yep. you know, nothing is necessarily going to re- – nothing is going to replace anything else. We're just going to have more options. More options. And, and, and we, need to, we need to look at it that way. So, Thank you. I'd like to thank all four of you for devoting two hours of your lives um, to answering uh, weird questions from me. I'd like to thank all of our listeners for participating. And I'd like to talk about uh, next week's Tuesday topic for a second, because it's going to be up to you guys who are listening to determine how good it will be. We're going to do two different topics next week. Uh, The first one, uh, we'll explore where we are a year into the pandemic because I'd like us to periodically take a look at where we are. Um, so we'll probably devote the first hour to that. A lot of conversation, not a lot of uh, talk from me. What have we learned? What do we need to tell our governments? What do we need to, uh, what do we need to concentrate on within ACB to make it better? And the second, we, we're going to look at the difference between state and special interest affiliates, um, how they work, and whether they work. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Good night.